Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, September the 2nd, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about eating for six-pack abs. Not just eating. I'm actually going to go into detail once I get through the nutrition piece and kind of the best practices and the hacks you guys can use to uh, cut down, I guess, the learning curve or speed up the process if it's something you're really interested in doing. But I'm going to go through the drills and the moves, exercises, I guess, if you will, that I think are most beneficial. I'm going to go through a handful of extension exercises, flexion exercises, uh, the anti-rotational moves, and also the what I like to call deep like ab builders, the, the high tension ones. These are the ones you're probably not doing in your programming regularly, or maybe you are, and you don't even realize that these are the, the moves that really do uh, build your trunk, make it stronger, help you with uh, injury prevention, just make you a more functional human being. Because again, obviously, when we think of abs, or we think of core training, or we think of having a six pack, we just think the vanity metrics, which is important. I get it. Your body is your business card. You want to look good, feel good, and all that kind of, it's not bullshit, but you know, some of it is, is bullshit. Uh, that's important but not more important than the actual function and what having like a strong dominant core can do for your life in terms of, you know, how you move uh, and more importantly, how you feel and the things you can do uh, because you're going to prevent injury and just be a stronger, more badass version of yourself. So that's what we're talking about on the episode today. Uh, just a couple quick housekeeping things. One, this ties in perfectly. Our 34-day ab and core challenge is kicking off here September the 12th. You have nine days from right now to register. It's going to be inside the app. If you're already an app member, you guys can check it out 100% for free. If you don't have the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, you guys can sign up still for a buck. We're letting that promo run right now. It's jeremyscottfitness.app. And if you want to get into the challenge, it'll be jeremyscottfitness.app slash challenge. You just simply fill in all your info. Uh, submit a before photo. If you really are worried about that, you can take a picture of your foot, submit that. I don't care. Um, it's just kind of part of the process. If you want to be eligible for the grand prize, then you do have to really submit uh, your before photos. Again, we're going to fly the winner out here to Scottsdale, give you a couple nights stay at the Savannah Resort and Spa, which is amazing. Uh, we'll give you a little JSF kind of swag package. We'll let you guys come in here, train with us and our community. It'll be a great time. And then obviously every single week inside of the challenge, we're going to give away prizes of a lot of our sponsors, Athletic Greens, Kettle and Fire, Beam, uh, and a bunch of JLab, and a lot of other guys that uh, we just have a, a ton of stuff here in-house we're happy to share with all of you. So if that sounds like something you guys want to do, literally for a dollar. Um, JeremyScottFitness.app slash challenge. 34 days, 34 different ab workouts. These are going to be quick, short things you can do. They're not going to take an hour. Some of the days between three minutes and, and maybe 15 minutes. The program starts off, you know, pretty basic. There's kind of some roller coaster in between, and then it progressively builds as you go. So I can promise you day 33, 34 um, are much harder than day, you know, four and five. That's kind of the key. We're trying to build you guys up and really take you through all different ranges of motion. Really open your mind to what ab and core training is. There's over a hundred different exercises in there. And again, it's a dollar. Um, and even if it, you did the whole, you know, month, it's 15 bucks. Like, I don't know what the hell you can buy for 15 bucks these days. That's like two coffees probably. Uh, it, you know, buys you a couple gallons of gas. So if you're looking for a community and a coach and a chance to win some cool shit, but more importantly, learn a lot of uh, functional stuff on top of all the nutrition pieces we have in there, uh, you're not going to find a better bang for your buck. So jeremyscottfitness.app slash challenge if you guys want to get in on that. It'll be in the show notes. Any questions, as always, just ask. And we're brought to you by my friends at Athletic Greens. Athleticgreens.com slash jeremyscott, the one thing I take every single day and I never miss, ever, every day. I swallow that shit, uh, and I feel like a rock star, and you will too. If you guys want to pick it up, we'll give you a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. Best tasting greens on the planet. It's not even close. Probiotics in there. Digestive enzymes in there. If you're taking 14 other different pills, you can throw that shit in the trash. 
put this in some water, slam it, and you're good to go. And you're talking the antioxidant equivalent to 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies. Anybody listening eating 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies every single day? The answer is no. You got to be some kind of different psychopath to do that and probably never leave your house. And all of you guys are normal, rational humans, at least most of the time, so it's tough for you to do. Still eat fruits and veggies, still eat real food, but this covers the gaps in your nutrition. If you want to check it out, Obviously, the link's in the show notes, but if you want a free sample pack, 100% for free, hit me up. I'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it, see if you like it. You will love it, and then you can get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. But don't be scared. Don't be nervous. Just reach out. We send these all over the world all the time. That's why I offer it. I'm not just saying it to say it. I'm not wasting minutes of my life advertising it if I didn't want to help you guys out. So hit me up. Ask for the samples. Otherwise, look in the show notes, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get all the free stuff today. And let's do one more sponsor and the rest I'll put in the show notes. Let's go with my friends at Beam CBD. BeamTLC.com. This is the dream product I use to go to sleep most nights. If you put in the code Jeremy Scott, you're going to get 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. Now, they don't just have uh, the dream product. They have First of all, they have a bunch of flavors of Dream. There's chocolate cinnamon, which we have free samples of if you want some. Uh, just ask. Don't be a weirdo. I think they have uh, caramel. Is it caramel something? It's caramel something. And then they have an apple. Is it apple pie? I think apple pie is a flavor too. Heather's been drinking it lately. I'll have to ask her. But I kind of stick with the tried and true uh, chocolate cinnamon because I love cinnamon. So if you guys want to check it out, obviously I'll give you a free sample. But uh, again, it's a CBD sleep aid. There's no THC in it. You don't get high. You don't uh, wake up feeling groggy. It's not habit forming. You can quit if you don't want to use it. It's not like you're, you know, addicted to it like other things. So, uh, bmtlc.com code Jeremy Scott for all the discounts. Otherwise, hit me up for the free sample, and uh, we'll get you guys some quality sleep so you can feel rested and start kicking ass. And then again, my homie at uh, J Lab is having a sale for Labor Day. I think it's LT. LT or LD25? I'll put it in the show notes. That's where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, and krill oils. JeremyScottFitness.JLabPro.com for all that stuff. And then our other sponsors in the show notes, Kettle and Fire, Bone Broth, Dry Farms Wines, and our homies at Sleep Sold Separately where I get my joggers and all of my hoodies. So if you want any of that stuff, look in the show notes of this podcast. If you guys are on my email list, Obviously, I try to send out all the offers every time they come up. And then if you guys are in the app, if you go to the Insights tab inside the Jimmy Scuffins app, all of our trusted partners are in there. And all of the biggest discounts I can get you guys, I will. And I try to keep you updated on that. So if you're listening and you're like, well, Jeremy, I'm not on your email list. I send out three emails a week, every week, and I've done that for, I believe, almost 13 years in a row. And... Some weeks, like next week, you're going to get an email all seven days. And it's a lot of free information. I try to make it as valuable as possible. I don't just share stuff to share it. I try to really help you guys and connect with you, you know, and find what you need and give you the best products and the deals I can. And really, I'm just sharing stuff that I use, honestly. Uh, that's, that's really what we do here. Everything we talk about is stuff that we use at our house and that we believe in and I know some people are like, yeah, you're just saying that. I promise you, dude, I could make so much more money if I was peddling just pure bullshit. Uh, but that's, I'm trying to win for the next, you know, 20 years, not the next uh, two years. And uh, I'm sure if I was hucking, you know, remember those wraps? Like people would put wraps around their body to like say that you would shrink down. And they were selling that shit here like crazy. I bet I could have sold some shit out of the wraps. And uh, like to drink this detox tea, all that kind of bullshit. Yeah, dude, that gimmicky stuff, it, for what it's worth, it really does sell like hotcakes because it touches on the pain point. It gets people's hopes up. It sells them a dream. And uh, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know I'm not selling fucking dreams here. More like uh, more like nightmares. <laughs> but uh, it's, just, it's real stuff. Everything we do here requires work and effort on your part. And if we can make things easier, we do. But it's only if it's things we truly use and truly believe in and people Honestly, all these companies, we know these guys, uh, and, and we're friends with them, and we believe in them. That's why we talk about it. So just a side note on this Friday, as I'm exhausted, just got done with my own workout. I'm sitting in a wet diaper right now. It's about 180 degrees here in Scottsdale. I don't know what the hell the deal is. It's September. College football starting. It's supposed to be cooler, but, man, 
uh, Mother Nature didn't get uh, didn't get the memo to turn the oven off here in the valley, so we are we're sweating it out. But before I talk about abs in detail, there is a little note about complication I want to talk touch on real quick. I'm going to put this in email later next week. And uh, Pat Rigsby originally had thrown it out, and then I saw Dave Schmitz, the bandman, which is where we get our bands. He's in terms of band training there's not a better human on the planet he is numero uno when it comes to that and he put out an email kind of touching on it when it comes to his platform and just basically saying you know the number one question um people ask about working out they ask for things that are more complex and more complicated and i think this is me generalizing the best of us in fitness we tend to keep things pretty simple. You know, we can do different variations and we can spice things up and we can sprinkle things in, but the, the tried and true movements are what works. You know, a push, a pull, a hip dominant, a quad dominant, a trunk, a total body. Uh, and if I talk about, you know, pushing and pulling, if it's like horizontal, if it's vertical, yeah, there's different ways, but it's all the same shit at the end of the day. And uh, I try to give you guys as much variation as I can but I'm not going to do gimmicky stuff. I'll give you different fun ideas, but, you know, a press is a press is a press. Now, there's different, obviously, variations. If it's half needling, if it's standing, if it's a palm press, if it's neutral grip, if it's supinated. Like, there's a million different ways to do curls. But a curl is a curl is a curl. And that's what I'm driving at here. And the question I think, you know, he gets, because he works with resistance bands, you can take with you in hotels, you can do them in your living room. It, you don't have to make it, you know, insanely hard. But people will ask, you know, why don't you use a special platform? Why don't you have special straps? Why aren't you using all these specialty bars? And I'm not saying there isn't a time and place to, to mix things up and, and do different variations, but you could do all those things with, with every single pattern, but that just makes training more expensive. Uh, it decreases uh, the portability factor of bands, for example. Uh, it decreases the odds of you'll be able to do it no matter where you're at. Um, it increases the setup and transition time, which is really hard to do. And for a lot of people, when you have all the specialty shit and gadgets, it decreases the workout efficiency. And the reality is most people can get a great workout with very simple tools if they just execute properly. Um, people can use anything really to get fit. Now, obviously... It's more fun and it's easier if you have a basic setup, but for the average person, they just want stuff that's convenient and sustainable. And it comes down to this quote from Pat Rigsby, simple is easier to execute and success is about execution. Simpler, simple is easier to execute and success is about execution. You've heard the phrase before, keep it simple, stupid. This is no different. I literally just went through a workout today. Uh, and I made a video afterwards. I'll share it probably on Instagram tomorrow or the next day. Uh, but I didn't want to do it. Uh, my work week is kind of jacked because I got a bunch of people on vacation. So my schedule is kind of, for lack of a better word, fucked here. And uh, yesterday was a smoke show by the time I got home. And I'm getting texts from like Sean on some app stuff. And we're going. And so... I was planning on like, okay, I worked like, I think it was nine straight hours. I worked out. So there's 10 hours. Stop at the grocery store. He's texting me and I get home and I just want to go to sleep. But I'm like, I have to get this stuff done because I have calls today. The point being is none of these days are going to plan. And so today I'm here when typically I'm at home, I get to work on computer stuff. But because of our people on vacation, I'm covering my day ran until at least 12 30 before I could train. So I'd already been here for seven and a half hours with people. And then I can get my own workout in and my brain's fried. i just don't have the energy. And I'm like, I just don't want to do, you know, what I typically had planned to do. So all I did was set the clock for 40 minutes. And I just went through this simple imam of barbell deadlifts, uh, 315, five reps a minute one. And then I grabbed what I have 65 pound dumbbells and I went 65 pound dumbbells in each hand, eight reps of a split squat on my right leg for minute two, eight reps of a split squat on my left leg for minute three. And I kept repeating that pattern until the very end where I just kept repeating the 
five uh, reps every minute on the minute of the barbell uh, 315. So my entire workout today was consisted of mobility and barbell deadlifting and split squats. That's it. And uh, I'm dripping in sweat. Uh, had a great workout. If you added up all the weight, it's a shitload of pounds. It's actually a ton of reps too. And I uh, just kind of flowed through it. And, it. and it put me at a pace where it wasn't going to kill me, but it was aerobic enough to where my heart rate was up and I'm dripping in sweat. And that's a ton of volume in just 40 minutes. Simple is easier, my friends, to execute. And success is about the execution. Oftentimes we think we have to have the perfect program and you know we, we spend so much time just trying to figure out, you know, it's got to be exactly this way. The reality is just move, just do something. And especially the days where I'm a smoke show, like I might just push a sled. I might just set the clock for like, if I'm really dead, just I'll do mobility and I'll set the clock for 30 minutes and I'll just keep loading the sled and I'll add a plate and I'll add a plate and I'll add a plate until I can't. And then I'll pyramid my way down and I'll push it and I'll pull it. And that's me just moving through space pushing a heavy load. If my brain gets creative, I might throw in some push-ups or some lunges, but sometimes I just, my brain's not there. And I'm like, I'm just going to push and pull this heavy shit for a half hour. Is that a great workout? hundred percent it is. It's simple. And if you're willing to commit to doing just the simple things, as opposed to skipping it, making excuses and doing nothing, you'll be successful. And that's kind of what the video was about today. And actually it just popped in my head that I'm going to actually make another one here um, because a lot of times people will look for an answer for three months instead of actually just working and doing something for three months. And I say that because if you think about it, someone will say, well, I'm going to research and make sure everything's perfect for these next three months. If they just would have done work those three months and you do a little research on the side, you'd be so much further along. But people would, would rather spend a lot of time looking for the magic answer as opposed to putting in the work. And that's what I'm talking about here in terms of eating for a six-pack. It's the same thing. You just have to start moving the needle forward. And I'm going to give you some hacks here. I'm going to give you some examples of what you can do and how to make things easier for yourself. But at the end of the day, you got to keep it simple and you just have to execute. And that's maybe why I do a lot of the things the way that I do. I've talked about this before on here. Uh, you have basically decision fatigue because as an adult you're making 35,000 choices and decisions every single day and it's really tough to do so if you can simplify those in terms of you know what time you get up when you go to sleep uh, the clothes you wear the foods you eat and the workouts you're going to do it makes life a lot easier hence why we have an app where we do everything basically for you guys and you can ad lib as you need to but everything's laid out for you. You don't have to make the decisions. You don't have to waste the brain power. You can steal my brain power, which little I have to, if for fitness, I got a decent amount, but everything else, I'm, you know, just an idiot, but you can steal my brain power and use it. That's the same thing here. So the truth is we all have abdominal muscles, every single one of us. The only difference is the layer of fat that's covering them. So just so we're clear, People say, oh, I'm going to do this so I can get abs. You already have abs. It's like saying, I'm going to do this so I get biceps. You already have biceps. You already have quadriceps. You already have hamstrings. Now, the size of them and how defined they are and the insertion points and the muscle bellies, all those things are going to be different. But everybody has abs already. Everybody has abdominal muscles. It's just some of us have more fat covering than others. And I get it, man. Everybody wants to be lean. Everybody wants to have like a flat defined midsection. And I'm no different. I love the feeling of being lean or whatever word you want to use, tight or ripped or fit to describe your stomach or your overall body. And everybody listening to this has the potential to get abs. Even if you think your genetics suck, you can still strip away belly fat. And the reality is you can strip away fat from your entire body. And that's really how it works. It doesn't just strip away from your midsection and stay on your hamstrings. It goes away where it wants to go away first, and it stays where it wants to stay. Welcome to genetics and just survival mode of your body and life in general. But the reality is you can get rid of it. It just comes down to how hard you're willing to work to make it happen and the time you want to invest into it. And I've done other podcasts on this before, and I'll talk about them later on. I believe the one is Living Lean uh, 365 or Being Ripped 
or the truth about being ripped, I think I did. And I think I did um, the cost of being lean. I can find the names for you guys, but they're all, they're very similar. Uh, I go into different details on each. And that's the question you have to ask yourself, you know, why do you really want to be that lean? And how do you really get physical, physical, see, I'm losing my shit, visible six pack abs. And I'm not going to estimate the percentage of like what is diet and what is workout when it comes to your six pack. People will throw out the 80-20 rule. 80% is your diet. 20% is your training. I don't know how you could prove the breakdown, but what I will say is eating is crucial for sure. In my opinion, the eating part has a bigger role. However, training your abs as well as your entire body is going to make a major impact on it. And I'll talk about that more in depth. And the example I give, just real simple, how many people do you know who eat like amazing? Like they eat, they eat great. They don't, you know, abuse alcohol or really drink it much. They don't eat any processed shit. They're always eating real food and organic and they're health conscious and they never exercise. They never walk. They never do yoga. They're never physically active. I'm sure those people exist, but they're few and far between, man. Eating healthy and exercise goes hand in hand. It's like peanut butter and jelly, dude. Like it's just, it's just an easy, natural fit. It's like tater tots and ranch, if you're from the Midwest, or french fries and ranch, or basically everything in ranch if you grew up in the Midwest. The point is, people who eat good, exercise. And true transformation is going to come through proper training and a quality training program. Plain and simple. Now, depending on where you are and what your body fat is percentage-wise, you're going to have to eat within macro ranges for fat loss to visibly see your abs. For some of you guys, it might take four weeks. Some of you guys, 20 weeks. Some of you, maybe 30, 40, 50 weeks. But it can happen. And again, this all depends on your starting position, uh, your age, your genetics, uh, your dedication to a program and what you're willing to give up. And this is the question I, I ask people all the time. Is the juice worth the squeeze for you? And it might be uh, for a little bit, but it might not be worth it for you every single day. And what I mean is there's people who just do it for like competitions or photo shoots or they do it for the summertime and not that they blow up and, and become 400 pounds, but they're not willing to make the commitment and sacrifice to do it day after day after day. And oftentimes I talk to, you know, young guys who come in here and they want to do it and they do, um, you know, and they're 25, 26, 27, 28. And then they realize as they get older, oh shit, this is hard and it's getting harder. And this is a commitment that I have to make and I have to keep. And maybe it's not worth it if I want to have a little bit uh, better balance in my life in certain areas. And again, that's the question you have to ask yourself. Is what you're giving up worth it or not? And for a lot of people, the answer is yes. And then for a lot of other people, the answer is no. So if you want to see your abs, your nutrition has got to be on point pretty much daily. Uh, you need to feed your body only what it needs and basically turn it into, for lack of a better term, like, like a fat-burning machine. You're already a fat-burning machine. It's just a lot of people are eating way too much, and so they are not burning nearly as much as they are consuming. So how do we do this, right? The first step, really basic, understand your macros, the proper distribution of proteins, carbs, and fats that make up your daily calories. Pretty simple. And I'm going to go into here more detail but you're going to have to be at a calorie deficit. Just understand that. If, you're, if you hear nothing else today, if you are bigger and you have excess belly fat and you have fat on your body that you do not like or you do not want there, you're going to have to be at a calorie deficit to lose body weight and to lose body fat in order to be toned or leaned or ripped or whatever word you want to use. So burn that phrase in your brain. Number two. You're going to have to place an importance on keeping your insulin levels from going completely fucking bananas all the time. Well, how do you do that, Jeremy? Well, by eating real food. Foods that consist of things that run, that swim, that fly, that grow from the earth. If you looked at every meal, it was protein, produce, and water. Protein, produce, and water. Wash, rinse, repeat, and do that for most meals. Less bullshit, sugary, 
processed trash, and again, I'm not saying you can never eat Cheetos, but Cheeto, there isn't a Cheetos tree. So you can't shove them in your face five times a week um, and drink eight Mountain Dews and then have 14 beers with chicken fingers and think you're going to look like Rambo. That just doesn't work, dude. And for a lot of people, you're going to probably have to cut down on the booze. That's a big one for a lot of people. And I'll, I'll touch on that more in a second. But, you know, the volume at which people are drinking alcohol now, I don't know if it's just I'm like more aware of it. And again, I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not knocking it. If you want to go have a beer and a whiskey, like respect, dude. And like I got a buddy who loves whiskey and uh, he's also a master of moderation. But he probably drinks a couple whiskeys a week or a couple White Claws when he's out playing golf, which I don't know how people can drink White Claws, bless your heart, but I'd rather, you know, drink a fucking Irish car bomb before I drink one of those. But the point is, is that he can do it and he's ripped and has abs every single day, but he does everything else right. And he plans it in and it's in moderation. For a lot of people, the alcohol is going to have to be cut down drastically or go away again. If you think about this, in super, 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 super simple, stupid terms, your body is not going to drop fat if you're in a calorie surplus and if your insulin is high. The goal is to be in a deficit and keep that relatively low. Think, like the money, you're trying to lose it like not gain it. It's the reverse of your financial goals. Like if you want to be rich, you need to earn money and invest money so that money grows. So you have more today than you do tomorrow. And if you're making 10 grand a month and you're only spending five grand a month, you're going to be five grand ahead. That's a surplus, right? If you're making 10 grand a month, but you're spending 15 grand a month, that is a $5,000 deficit. You're going to go broke at some point. Does that make sense? That's how you think about your calories and the, the energy expenditure. Hopefully, I haven't lost anybody yet. Step four, I mentioned this quickly already. Limiting the junk carbohydrates for most people is the first step. And I don't mean all carbohydrates. I mean the trashy ones. Carbohydrates are great. The, the, the easiest energy source for the body. I'm not going to vilify them. They're great for you. I love carbohydrates. I eat them every single day. But there's better carbs to eat than others for the most part. Uh, in America, we consume carbs at an insane rate, and they tend to be the shitty kinds. We can eat far more than we need in a short amount of time that are very calorie-dense but devoid of a lot of nutrients. Does that make sense what I'm saying? We can eat a ton of carbs in a small amount of time that have almost no nutrients. And they're the easiest, in my opinion, um, macronutrient to overeat and Hence why they're probably the biggest culprit for a lot of people. And if I'm generalizing here, a lot of people eat way too little protein. And because of that, they're either hungry or they feel like they're quote unquote starving, which they're not, but they, they'll say that. And they fill the gaps with carbs and sometimes fat in order to feel full and, and satiated. And so while I'm not saying never to eat carbs, understand which ones to eat. And the proper amount is vital. Well, which one should I eat, Jeremy? Vegetables. Eat vegetables, you guys. Uh, they're good for you. Green vegetables are great. Red vegetables, orange, white. All the colors are awesome. The greener, the better, in my opinion. And you can eat fruits, for sure. I'm not going to vilify bananas and apples, but if you're worried about, you know, like, oh, they got a lot of sugar in them. Well, if you eat 10 apples, I guess. But I don't think you're going to. Uh, blueberries are probably one of the best. Like, I eat a pack of organic blueberries basically every single day or almost every single day. Uh, the ones we get from our plates, your natural grocers, again, any organic brand is fine. Any, any blueberries are cool. I just like the organic ones. I try to buy organic when I can, if I have access, these ones are from, uh, Washington, I believe. Shout out to my wife. I know mean, I think that's great. They're Rainier, uh, blueberries, but they're six ounce little packs. In a six ounce pack of blueberries, you're talking 11 carbohydrates, give or take, and about two grams of fiber. That's it. There's not much to them, but they taste great and they're sweet enough. And a lot of times that satisfies the sweet tooth. I put a video on our app the other day. I might throw up a, a basic reel on Instagram if I can get to it and share it. 
But if I'm, it's I call it like a pre-meal, like something I make before my first meal. It's uh, this True Story organic chicken. It's, is it six ounces? I think it's six ounces. It's about 45 grams of protein, give or take. Uh, it's organic. It's carved, so it's not the slices. I love it. I'll grab that. I'll grab, a, again, six ounce pack of those organic blueberries, and I'll grab a Koya. And I'm good to go. And usually I'll, I'll grab a huge water, and that's what I'll do, and I'll eat that on the way home, or I'll wait till I get home, and then I'll eat that as I'm making my first meal, or I'll eat it as I'm preparing my first meal. I'll pop in the shower, then it'll come out and grill dinner. And what did I eat there? Six ounces of blueberries that are 11 carbohydrates, two grams of fiber, a Koya, which is about 180, 90 calories, which is 18 grams of protein, seven grams of fat, seven grams of fiber in there, which is awesome for you. And then 45 grams of organic chicken breast, where I believe the fat is like three, four grams. That's a badass meal right there. Pretty simple to do. Everybody can do that. This is off the, this podcast topic for a second, but I thought about the other day. I drove to Natural Grocers and grabbed that. It took me all of about, I don't know, five minutes to park, walk in, grab everything, check out, get back in my truck, and drive home. And as I drive home, there's a McDonald's here. No offense. If you want to eat McDonald's, go crazy. That's two lines in the drive through and there was about 15 cars in each line. So this is fast, quote-unquote, food. So you're telling me you're going to get your food there faster than I did. The answer is no. So you're wasting more time. And are you going to feel better about what you ate or what I ate? The point I'm driving at is you can make good choices. You might have to get out of your car and walk a little bit. You might have to be more resourceful where you find it, even if it took me five minutes longer than it took them. That time investment is worth it. And if you guys know me, I fucking hate wasting time. More than anything, I cannot stand when people waste my time or abuse it or use it in a, in, a, in a poor way or don't honor it. But you can make that commitment to make a better food choice. So back on track here. <sighs> Sorry, I get riled up at times. So some guidelines here to get started. What would I do? Number one, everything I mentioned. On top of that, drink a ton of water, at least 100 ounces per day, if not more. Um, being hydrated makes everything in your body run much smoother. Uh, it'll help you identify hunger cues versus thirst cues, which is a huge point, especially if you're trying to be lean and you're eating at like a calorie deficit. So you don't, you know, mistakenly just shove a bunch of food in your face when you really weren't uh, that hungry, but you were actually just thirsty. Uh, also stop drinking your calories for the most part. Uh, you know, alcohol obviously comes into this, uh, a lot of the sugary drinks, if you're a person like you're crushing orange juice and grape juice and these things, it's just sugar juice. It really is. Most of the nutrients, man, like in the pit, the peel, and the pulp, uh, if you're just, you know, crushing orange juice, I'm sure it's great. I don't think I've drank orange juice since, uh, where were we? I think it was in Spain, and I did this whole men's health video series, so I was like paper thin shredded, and I remember like being at one of the quote-unquote like breakfast which is probably like about 11 a.m or noon for us and uh, they're making everything fresh like they have their farm fresh eggs and sausage and uh, all their hamon uh, in the ham that's there uh, and I remember I had like an orange juice and I'm like man this is fucking great and then you look at it and it was like natural like they squeezed it there but I'm like there's probably like 80 grams of sugar which again if it's a treat fine but if that's your daily go-to uh, you can save yourself you know, a ton of calories and excess sugar by just cutting that stuff out. So drinking things like water, tea, coffee, and the zero calorie drinks are probably going to serve you best. Next thing, protein intake is my, kind of my blanket suggestion for most people. 0.8 grams to a gram per pound you weigh um, of your body weight or your lean body mass. Uh, more or like if you feel good, but I think that's good. So if you weigh about 150 pounds, you eat about 150 50 grams of protein, give or take. If you want to eat a little bit less, that's fine. If you want to eat a little bit more, that's cool too. But that's a pretty good subscription. So, subscription, prescription. Next, your carbohydrates. Uh, you know, everybody's a little bit different. I tend to go higher protein, higher fat, and kind of moderate to low carbohydrates. And moderate to low is obviously relative to the person and their goals and what they feel best doing. Uh, I do have a detailed uh, macro guide inside of our app. And there is other podcasts where I've talked about it. Um, but if you want the macro guide, 
You can download the app for a buck. I actually have a whole macro video in there with a lot of other resources, just talking about eating and the psychology behind a lot of the decisions that we make. But when it comes to carbs, you know, I just can say eat and consume enough to fuel your sessions and run your day, but not a ton more than that. You don't want to be storing anything. Obviously, you don't want to be in a surplus. You don't want to be storing fat. You're not trying to build a ton of muscle. You're trying to be leaner. So again, green veggies, like I mentioned, blueberries, uh, but all the berries, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries. I'm a, I like bananas too, man. Uh, the two fruits I eat the most, probably blueberries one, bananas two, and I do, I've been on a mango kick too lately. Um, those are probably my big three. And I don't eat like four bananas a day. It'd be like a banana a day. And it's always got to be with like almond butter or peanut butter. Cause what is even the point of a banana other than to put almond butter and peanut butter on it? Or I guess like a banana split, but, uh, haven't had one of those in many, many years. Next, your fats, uh, the proper types of fats, the essential fatty acids, uh, you need to eat either via real food uh, or supplements, things like coconut oils, chia seeds, uh, flax seeds, avocados. These things are vital and uh, eggs as well. And you're going to obviously going to get animal fats and, and things like that in there. But those are probably my favorite uh, right off the top. Those things are going to help your body. They're going to keep you full and they provide you with a ton of essential notice that word essential nutrients that you need just to be a healthy human being. And again, real simple. It's just real food, you guys. At the end of the day, uh, packed with micronutrients. When I say micronutrients, I mean vitamins and minerals. These are the things that actually give you energy. Uh, I'm not saying you can't eat the crappy stuff. But just take it easy on the breads and the cookies and the pastas because they add up real quick in terms of sugar and calories, but not nutrients. And that's the problem. You know, I like, you know, Doritos and uh, Pringles and uh, brownies and cinnamon rolls and all that bullshit like everybody else. Like, again, I've talked about this before. I'm sure I'll always in the back of my mind like the stuff I ate as a kid, like if you were in my era of time, your parents fed you uh, every shitty cereal, Apple Jacks, Frosted Flakes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Tricks, Count Chocula. They gave you fucking Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudel and Capri Suns and Sunny D and, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Teddy Grahams, all this shit food. In the back of my head, I'll probably always like that stuff, even though I haven't ate most of it in many, many years. But those things need to be very few and far between in your life because they add up super quickly in terms of calories and sugars, and they typically make you feel like shit. And the flavor profiles, the the taste, uh, the texture, the mixture of fats and sugars, there's a lot of science that goes into that to make you, to make it very palatable and to make you crave more and more and more and more. But there's no nutrients in there. And I think I have a whole podcast on this. I'm losing my mind. We're almost at episode 500 here, so I've done a lot of these. Where you're overfed and you're undernourished. I think that's the title, actually, of the podcast. But when you're eating that way, like most Americans, you are overfed and you're undernourished because you're eating way too many calories but way too many nutrients. So your body never really gets you know, the things that it needs to be healthy. So you tend to just kind of crave more and more and more. You're looking for, I guess, what's you know probably equivalent to like a dopamine hit in your brain, and you're kind of chasing that that sugar high or that carbohydrate high or the buzz of you know being under the influence over and over and over again. Number six, uh, my tips here. You also have to make sure you're eating enough. Um, this is a lifestyle change for some people, or it's a goal you're shooting for. But I don't want you to try to speed up the process. Don't starve yourself on the way to a six-pack. I think that's ridiculous because you're going to paint yourself into a corner. Uh, if you do it for too long, you can risk you know, uh, some metabolism issues. You can risk some hormonal issues. There's a lot of things that go into chronic under-eating. 
But obviously being hungry now and then is fine. It's going to be part of the process. It's going to happen, especially early on. It's going to be an adjustment. There could be days where, you know, maybe you, you exercise and you didn't eat as much and you're going to feel like you're hungry. But for the most part, don't chronically undereat. Don't starve yourself. Make sure your daily calories aren't too low because if you do that for too long, it can do way more harm than good. So find a balance there. That's why doing things like tracking it on like a MyFitnessPal, um, having somebody, you know, to connect with and ask questions about the process who's done it before. I think it's helpful. It's called a coach uh, like myself or somebody else in your community um, and having a community around and just being real mindful of your hunger cues and your thirst cues and kind of mapping out your days and what they look like is going to be helpful. So you don't find yourself, you know, starving or under eating or, you know, going to the point where you're so hungry, then you, you binge and, uh, you starve and you binge and you starve. It's just a terrible place to be in. And a bonus, you know, on top of the eating stuff, because this is called, you know, eating for a six pack, you should have a well-rounded training program. That's going to be key for a lot of people. And, uh, I'm going to talk through some specific uh, ab stuff here in a second, but a legit well-rounded training program that includes, you know, some variations and some variables of strength training, uh, some quality lower intensity work, mobility, uh, some HIT protocols, uh, and obviously, last but not least, like some direct ab work because that's important too. I know people, you know, I don't like admittedly doing just direct ab work, at least the way that, you know, we did it as kids uh, growing up because it, it burns and it, it's, it sucks. But when you throw in the real stuff, the carries and the crawls and the holds and the planks and the pillars and the variations, it's taxing. And uh, it's not as fun to me as other types of training, uh, maybe because it's hard. And uh, I guess maybe because I already have abs and I'm like, fuck it, why am I doing this? But you have to detach your mind from that and know like it does do way more for you than just the vanity metrics. And they're hard. Uh, doing ab stuff is tough, man, because when you get sore and tight, especially in your trunk, it, uh, it makes moving uh, kind of a pain in the ass because you realize, oh, wow, uh, if I sneeze, if I turn, if I get up, my abdominals, so not just your, your rectus, but your obliques, your intercostals, you know, the transverse abdominals, like it's like a corset around your body wrapped in muscle tissue, uh, your erectors, the glutes, everything is, is connected. You realize how responsible that is for all movement. So having a good program is going to be key. And honestly, exercise buys you space. It, it just does. Um, and it, it leads to better eating and, and vice versa for most people. Now, some people exercise and eat like complete shit, but I still would argue the person who exercises and doesn't eat great is eating better because they're exercising their at least conscious and trying versus the person who just wakes up and doesn't uh, do any activity. I think they punt damn near every day and eat like complete shit. Hence the reason you see 70 some percent of Americans are overweight and, you know, mid 40% are obese at this point, And the projection for the future is even greater. So I do feel the more active you can be and having a regimented program will lead you to better eating. Now, in terms of ab movements in general, I want to run through these real quick. Your core and your abs, the function of them is not just to look sexy in a swimsuit um, or at the beach or, you know, for your significant other. It's to keep you stable. Like that's like, what are, what are our abs do? Our abs basically are keeping the spine uh, stable over the base of support, which is essentially our feet. And so if you have a strong core, it can prevent injuries that would happen otherwise you're going to have a certain level of integrity to be able to do basically every movement in the gym if you can keep you know like a, a neutral spine if you can keep your trunk engaged and braced uh in a basic you know hip hinge pattern if you can do overhead variations you're going to have a pretty kick-ass life and you're gonna, you're better off than, than most other people i think if you mix that with good grip strength that's the shit that's going to keep, and again, if you can have, there's a lot of things, but if, it, if you have a great, great core, like your, your core is strong, you got good grip strength and you have decent, you know, mobility in your hips, you can stay out of a nursing home probably for hopefully forever, knock on wood, as long as something else doesn't happen. Cause you're going to keep yourself standing. 
you're going to be able to get on and off a toilet. And if you do happen to have a slip and fall, you're going to have the grip strength to grab onto something and catch yourself. These are really simple things in life. And we talk about it and like, ah, Jeremy, whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's the people who never thought they'd be there. Like, think about that. What person at 25 was like, you know what? I'll be in a nursing home someday because I'm just going to let my body turn into a bag of shit. Nobody fucking says that, man. Nobody thinks it's them. And it's not like it happens overnight. It's a slow regression. And eventually they get there. I've had David Jack on here before, and I'm going to bring him back on, and we'll talk about this. That regression, you guys, from walking to a cane, from a cane to a walker, from a walker to a wheelchair, from a wheelchair to bedridden, once you get past walking and you got a cane, that regression goes real fast. You go downhill in a fucking hurry. It's the, you know, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. That's reality. You start losing range of motion. You start losing mobility. You start losing strength. So why not start working on it right now with the way you eat and these exercises here I'm going to share. The first batch, real quick, just the anti-extension exercises. These are the ones that they basically resist extension of the spine. So what does that mean, Jeremy? Think about doing uh, just like a plank, like a pillar variation, um, like on your forearms, on your hands, single arm, even single leg, maybe the you know plank to push exchanges that we do here, uh, real basic stuff. Uh, the ab wheel uh, rollouts are probably my favorite of all the things we do. Uh, of all the tools we use, now if you're going to do our ab uh, challenge, the 34-day one coming up here, I would say invest in an ab wheel or the core wheels. Amazon has a ton of them. I believe Skills, is it S-K-Z-L, is the brand that we have for the core wheels here. They're super cheap. They're like probably 20 bucks. Don't quote me on that, but they're right around there. And they'll last you forever. Those things are great. Um, just because you actually... It's a skill you have to master. I think the ab wheel, if I had to pick one tool to train abs and that was all you could ever use, I think the ab wheel is probably the best bang for your buck. I also like walkouts for this. Uh, the inchworm walkouts, uh, the deep extension walkouts where your hands are walking far beyond your shoulders, so out in front of your body, causing obviously that extension. Uh, I like the barrel crawl walkouts. I like the dumbbell walkouts to load or body weight is fine. And then in terms of like the, the planks and pillar variations, we call it the body saw. It's where you're in kind of that plank position uh, on the forearms and you have your feet on valve slides or towels or sliders and you pull the body forward. And then obviously you push back uh, against, which is the tough part. You pull, obviously you pull forward, you're breathing. You guys push back, obviously like kind of that reverse you know, extension, if you will, uh, compared to the ab wheel. So like the reverse of it, uh, you guys are breathing uh, the entire time, but the, the trunk is tight when you're pushing back. Again, the reverse of the ab wheel. I do love the body saws for that. Next on the list, if we're talking like the anti-lateral flexion stuff, these are the moves that you guys might be familiar with. Things like side planks, which all of you have done before. Uh, single arm, uh, dumbbell and kettlebell carries. These are kind of like the deep builders, which I'll touch on a little bit later. Uh, the suitcase kind of deadlifts. I just had a video on Instagram the other day, like kind of like that suitcase pickup with the kettlebell, the heavier, the better. Um, or even you guys in your normal life, you're carrying your kid, like you got your baby in a little, little car seat in one hand. That works. Uh, same thing if you're carrying a shit ton of groceries. If you're like me, you're a one trip person. Sometimes it's two hands, sometimes it's one hand, but I'm not taking two trips from my vehicle to the house or from the checkout to my car. I don't care if I got 15 bags, 22 bags. It's a one trip only. But that's kind of the, especially if you load just one side. These are the deep, you know, when we talk about kind of the anti, you know, lateral flexion stuff. Uh, these are the things that help you from, you know, basically folding like a lawn chair and, and bending sideways. That's like that real deep, stable, uh, muscles like your QL stuff and uh, the external muscles like the obliques. Um, that's what's going to help you carry out that role. So think like the obliques, the intercostals. And again, when I say QL, I'm just talking like the quadratus lumborum, if you will, the technical term for you guys. Basically think of it as like the sides of your abs, like the side, like the sides of your body. 
if you will. Uh, those things are all super important. So when you're loading one side that way, that's what's happening. And simple example, if you're going like carries, and I'll talk about this in a second. If you do a, a heavy load on one side, so let's say you're a stronger dude, you can pick up a 100-pound dumbbell in your right hand, and you're walking with it, and there's nothing on the left side. That's what I'm talking about. It's that single side that basically you're fighting the resistance. It's the deep, deep stabilizers there. And those things make you so strong, you guys. Those are great ab variations. And then obviously things like the anti-rotation stuff where you're kind of going against, you know, what we think. And this might not make sense on a, on a podcast, but you're basically trying to build resistance through the lumbar, right? And so you need a movement um, that's like, you're fighting against it. So like the things like the pull-off press, or if you guys are doing uh, cable chops and lifts, or even like a band uh, kind of anti-rotational twist as well. So if you're doing like, imagine like if you had, if we're doing like a Russian twist or something, or even like, again, like the pull-off press and the wood chops are, where you have that band attached to like a cable pull, or even a, like a heavy band attached to a pole, and you're fighting the resistance of it. So it's pulling against you and you're trying to fight it from that hold position. Those things work great too. Um, Because again, there's nothing better than having, you know, a lot of great integrity. When I say, when we say trunk, it's your spine is part of that as well. So the lumbar, like your lower back, those things are real. And the biggest group here of all these, and this is how I do most of my trunk stuff. Now, for this 34 day program, we threw in a lot of fun variations, uh, a ton of crawls, a ton of uh, flexion, extension stuff, anti as well, and a lot of the rotational things I mentioned here. But if you're talking about the real deep ab builders, kind of the uh, deeper tension, higher tension moves, these are the farmer's carries. Double dumbbells, dumbbell kettle, dumbbell, <laughs> dumbbell. Double dumbbells, double kettlebells, single kettlebell, like I mentioned before, single dumbbell. These are the the rack holds. These are the overhead holds. These are the double and single plate carries. These are the uh, single arm overhead presses. These are the single arm half kneeling overhead presses. These are the single arm or double arm kneeling presses. Again, any of the uh, basic split stance uh, rows are great. Uh, I like the push-pull drills in the split stance. I like the renegade rows. You know what I'm talking about? You guys are in push-up position, straight line, head to heel, row right, row left, throw a push-up in. Great ab movement. The dumbbell bear crawls, your dumbbell single arm snatches. Like I mentioned earlier, the split stance rowing variations, uh, neutral grip, overhand, supinated. Uh, alternating is great. Single arm is great. Any of the hangs, your hanging leg raises, your atomic knee variations, which in the ab program, we have a ton of those. Feet around the valve slides or feet around furniture movers or, or towels or paper plates. You're driving the knees towards the chest. They're basically knee tucks. You can do those same knee tucks from like a TRX variation. Uh, I love kettlebell swings. I love skier swings, uh, heavy swings. It can be single arm variations. There's so many more you can throw in if you want to go crazy stuff like the dragon flags. Uh, again, you can get into toes to bar, your pull-ups, your muscle-ups. All these things involve the trunk uh, at some level, obviously deadlifting. I can go on and on. But those are all great variations to do. We throw a lot of these into that program. And hopefully, a lot of the things I mentioned, you're like, wow, Jeremy, I'm actually doing quite a few of those. Or if, if I'm listing these off and you're like, man, I really do any of those in my training, maybe it's time to start throwing some of them in. Uh, in here, uh, even in our groups, obviously the people we train here, they come in and the programming's just done for them. They're working their abs so much. If they listen to this, now they know. They probably aren't even realizing it, right? Like everybody who comes into our group, if you ask them, hey guys, do you do uh, any plank or pillar variations here? Yeah, we do. Do you guys ever do walkouts or inchworms? or shoulder knee taps, or bear crawl holds. Yes, we actually do those a ton, and we're super annoyed. A, the, the inchworms and the walkouts are a great mobility drill, for one. But two, they're great, obviously, trunk movements. And then if you ask these guys, hey, do you guys ever do renegade rows? Do you guys ever do overhead half kneeling presses? Do you guys ever do kneeling presses? Do you ever do any uh, knees to chest or any body soft variations? Yes, yes, yes. 
they're working the abs without even realizing it. And again, I'm not saying you can't sit and do crunches and sit-ups and those things. We throw all those things in too, but those are the ones that people are more familiar with. And I don't want to say superficial patterns because they do work, but I think you have to throw in a lot of these as well in order to get some of the benefits from the others that I just mentioned. Again, diet is going to be crucial if you're going to see your abs. You got to be lean enough. Um, but you should still be giving them the time they need in the workout. And again, if you want to talk about how lean you have to be, again, I have the podcast, you know, uh, the brutal truths about being ripped or the cost of getting lean. If you guys want to listen to those in terms of if you're a dude, your body fat probably has to be somewhere in the low teens or 10% or less to start seeing your abs. And then obviously every percentage you get from nine to eight to seven to six, you start getting, you know, kind of freaky lean. And for women, it's, uh, you know, obviously well under 20. You're probably talking like 18, 17, 16, 15, and so on. You're going to start to kind of see that. Now, obviously, everybody is going to be different. Um, that all comes down to, you know, how you sleep, your hormones, and being at a calorie energy deficit for, you know, a decent amount of time and just really being mindful of what you do. Um, and again, it, it all goes hand in hand. I can't say that enough. You wouldn't just eat right, you know, and not train your arms or legs and think that your diet would do all the work, right? The same kind of goes, you know, for your abs, you got to give them love each week. And I know they're not the exact same muscles, but they're all muscles at the end of the day. And I know people will say, well, you don't have to ever do ab movements, I guess, if you don't want to, but why would you not? I think you're doing your body a huge disservice by not doing it. It's the same way. Like I mentioned, like, you wouldn't just say, well, you know, I'm going to just have my arms be shredded and never work my arms, but just eat right. Well, yeah, you'll get leaner, but you want the muscles to be strong. You want them to, do, to be developed. And that's why you do give them love, like I mentioned here. And again, the simple outline here, I think, is going to work for just about everybody. Uh, if you give it time and you stay consistent week after week after week. Uh, again, it's hard to do. Uh, it really is. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it here. For a lot of people, the juice probably isn't worth the squeeze. For some of you, obviously, it is. Um, if you want a real detailed picture, give those other episodes uh, a listen. It's not easy, um, but it's possible for sure. Uh, just like it's, you know, is it easy to become a multimillionaire? No. Is it possible? Yes. Is graduating law school impossible? No. Thousands and thousands of people, probably even like millions of people have done it um, over time. Is it easy? No. Is it possible? Yes. Running a successful business. A lot of people run, you know, successful businesses. Uh, is it easy? No. Possible? Yes. Have a great marriage. Well, I don't know. I think a lot of people do, hopefully. Um, but I know people who do. And is it easy all the time? No. But if you work your ass off, it's possible. Again, like all things in life, you guys, uh, that are worth having, it's going to take effort and, uh, and a ton of it. And if you don't work your ass off, obviously it's not going to happen. And that's where you have to ask yourself, you know, is this something that I, I truly want to do, but it can be done. And even if you didn't get that lean, if these tips just put you on the path to being healthier, to looking better and moving better and feeling better. And then you decided somewhere, you know what, this is as lean as I need to be. This is where I want to be at. This is cool for me. I'm happy in my body here. And some of that comes down to not having obviously body dysmorphia and, and being your own worst enemy and appreciating where you're at in the journey, even if you have, you know, miles to go. But if you follow these tips and you ate real food and you took care of yourself and you cut out all of the bullshit and you were just dedicated to your training for the next 50 days, the next 100 days, the next 150 days, I can promise you, you'll be miles ahead of where you're at today. The key though, is just staying dedicated enough to proper eating while making your training a priority and making your abs training a priority and making it fun along the way too. Because if you're not having fun, at least in parts of it, what's the point, right? Is there going to be days that suck? Yes. Is there days that you're not going to want to work out? Yes. Today I had one of those days, but I did it anyway. Just sign a contract with yourself, make it non-negotiable and say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give it a try. 
and see if this is something I really want to do and seeing if this is something that's possible for me and seeing if I can commit to something and mean what I say and do what I say and follow through and see where it leads you. And even if you came up short, you got real fit in the process and you learned a lot about yourself. And maybe this was a stepping stone to the next thing. And, and if you can control the flesh and if you can control the way you eat and the way you train, that can transfer to so many other areas of your life. I'm not saying every person that's healthy and fit is a good person. I'm not saying that every person that's healthy and fit is super successful in other areas of their life. But a lot of the people that I've become friends with in this life over the last you know, decade plus, they've taken these same habits and they've applied it to their business. They've applied it to their personal development. They've applied it to their finances. They've applied it to their marriages. And it's built this well-rounded circle of life. So, but at the end of it all, you have to be having fun. The, the carrot you're chasing has to mean something to you. It has to excite you and it has to pull you out of bed. Otherwise, you're probably not going to do it. And you have to enjoy it. So that's why I say, you know, get a coach for accountability. Join a community, join a challenge so it's fun. Because if, the, if, the, if every day is a fucking grind, then that's just what your life becomes. And then I don't think you'll make it there. Especially like, again, I love what I do here. I'm a smoke show right now. It's four o'clock on a Friday. I've been here since four, like 50 some this morning. Obviously, as you can tell, my brain's working at about half capacity, which is dangerous for all of us. But I love it, dude. And if I didn't, there's no way I would have stayed here and finished this out, even though I still got a shitload of work to do. But I care about it. And you have to do that the same way for your body if you want to look and move and feel a way that very few people do. You're in a different category. If you're a person now who's listening and like, well, actually, I eat right, you know, pretty much every day and I work out pretty much every day and, and I go to sleep at a normal time and I get up at a normal time and I don't abuse drugs and alcohol and I don't take prescription drugs, you're looked at like a fucking weirdo. To me, that's just a normal person. That's what a normal person should do. But in the world we live in, you are becoming more and more like a unicorn. So just commit to it and make it fun along the way. Again, that's why we put together the 34-Day Ab Challenge, just because I want to make it fun, man. And I wanted to make it a game and give people goals and give people challenges to go after. That's what we do here. That's what I do. We make the workouts here as fun as we can so we can get people excited about training and give them something new and, and keep it fresh. You know, it's all the same stuff that always works, just chopped and sliced in different ways. Because when you do it like that, and it's it's like you're looking forward to something that it's a surprise, it's a challenge, it's new, even if you're like a little bit scared about it, or it makes you a little bit nervous, or you know it's going to be hard, it keeps you motivated, and it keeps you on track, and more importantly, hopefully you take that outside the gym, and it keeps you eating right. And so if you can do that with some time and effort and dedication, you can strip away unwanted fat all around your body. And eventually it'll come off your stomach too. And you'll have the, the, the core or the belly or the abs that you've always wanted and they'll rip through and you'll be on top of the fucking world. But if nothing else, you will have committed to something, you'd seen it through and you pushed yourself to limits that you probably never thought you would. And you've done something that very few adults ever do. You committed to something in terms of how you're going to eat and drink and train for a certain amount of time. And it will, it will have changed you in a way that a lot of people won't understand. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but fitness has the ability to do that. It, it really does. Um, obviously, this is me just talking off the cuff here real quick. It's given me everything in my life. It's given me a self-confidence. It's given me a belief that I can do all these other things that admittedly somebody like me probably had no fucking business doing. But because I could take my love for sport and for training, and I thought that was cool and fun, I could marry that with everything else I've done, and it's allowed me to be here. That's why I speak about it so passionately to you guys. That's why I create the, the programs we create and the workouts we do. I want people to be infected with it the same way that I was to help elevate your life far beyond just you looking better and moving better and feeling better, even though I believe that's probably some of the most important stuff there is. You can take that skill and you can take that self-confidence with you into your marriage, into you know the boardroom, into your business, and it can change the dynamic for you in your life. At least that's what it's done for me. So 
hopefully that helps. Uh, again, if you guys want to try something um, and you want my help along the way, September the 12th, our Avancore Challenge is in there. Uh, I'll be talking with you guys through and through. Again, these are little quick workouts you can add into any program you're doing. I can help you set up a program once you're in there in addition to these. If you got questions about macros and eating, I, I help you guys inside of there, but we have every resource under the sun. I share a lot of the things that I personally do at my house. Heather shares what she does. If that's more in line with your goals and who you are, she's a psychopath, but not clearly as, as psychotic as I am. She's like more of like, you know, your everyday um, serial killer. I'm more like the, you know, the, the one who kind of lost his shit. But either way, like she's going to give you a path that is healthy um, and very balanced to follow. And I'll do the best I can with that as well. But we obviously share our stuff in there and answer all of your questions. So if you guys want to check it out, uh, kicking off in nine days, jeremyscottfitness.app slash challenge. Links in the show notes here. Also on my Instagram bio, if you guys happen to be on Apple Podcasts, don't be a lazy ass. Please just take a couple minutes. If I've provided you any value over the last 490 some episodes, drop me a five star, leave a comment. I'd truly appreciate it. Share this with a friend or family member who maybe wants to be lean and be fit and needs a couple of basic tips. If you're on Spotify, same thing. Drop it a five star and share it. Uh, love it when you guys message us and tell us you enjoy the episodes more so for Heather than me. Um, it helps uh, her uh, want to keep coming back and, and doing it and putting up with my bullshit here on air. And uh, I know she gets a lot out of it. I I don't need as, as much uh, verbal uh, feedback. That's not my love language, but it's hers for sure. So share all your stuff. I love seeing it too. Um, and we and I'm happy to reshare it and post it out there. And so thank you guys. Um, I'm humbled that you listen and I appreciate you as always. Uh, if you want samples of Athletic Greens, if you want samples of Beam, hit me up. I'm happy to, to ship them to you. And all of our other sponsors are in our show notes. So if you need anything, please don't feel nervous and be a weirdo. Reach out. Uh, we do this all the time. Uh, I'm happy to do it. That's why we offer it. And again, hope to see a lot of you guys in the challenge and inside the app. Again, it's dirt cheap. Literally, if you sign up for a year, I think the app is like 27 cents a day. So we did that because we give a shit about you and we want to make this affordable to everybody all over the world, no matter what. So you don't have any fucking excuses not to be healthier and you can you know, stand on my shoulders to get there a lot faster than I did. And you can use me as a resource. And if you don't have a great circle of people to rely on, uh, you can rely on us. But we, we have become like this weird extended family to a lot of people. Um, and if we can be a, a word of encouragement or light you up or, or give you a, a fucking chuckle here or there, uh, we're happy to do that on top of giving you the fitness and nutrition uh, education and uh, guidance you need. So thank you guys. I appreciate you. Um, Maybe I'll be on Sunday, maybe not. I'm a smoke show today, though. I got some work to do. So thank you. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.